How close should you get to a close friend? Well, imagine for a moment that you're cutting a bagel with your right hand and you slice into your left hand. Do you pick up the knife and now stab your right hand? Of course you don't, because your right and your left hand are all part of you. You're the same person. My name is Rabbi Yitzwine. Welcome to the Life is Great community. If you're ever in Las Vegas, then you want to join us at the Young Israel Asia of Las Vegas. And today we're really talking about friendship and how close should you get to a close friend? Well, by that analogy, we understand that you should be very close. You know, the verse in the Torah says, love your neighbor as yourself. But actually in Hebrew, it says, love your friend as yourself. And this means that you should view a close friend in the same way that you view yourself. So we are very concerned about our own disappointments and our own joyful occasions and our own aspirations. And we should be just as concerned with our friends, joyful occasions and aspirations and disappointments. These things, it should be one and the same almost. Now, it's never going to be exactly the same, but you can see that that's the ideal. The ideal is to put them together. Now, how do you do this? So again, let's look back in the Torah. The actually verses in the Torah, of is the, the verse to love your neighbor as yourself is preceded by the verse, don't take revenge, don't bear grudge, love your neighbor as yourself, I'm the Lord your God. So there's really four points here. And this is how it works. If you don't take revenge, revenge means... You hurt me, I'll hurt you. And you don't take, you don't bear a grudge. Bearing a grudge means you hurt me. And even though you hurt me, I'm not going to do the same. I'm not a low life like you. I'm not going to hurt you back, right? Then if you don't take revenge, you don't bear a grudge, then you can love your neighbor as yourself. I'm the Lord, your God, to tell you, to remind you that only God knows what's going on in your heart. See, a lot of times what gets in the way of a friendship is I'm really concerned with myself and I'm, am I concerned about you? Of course I'm concerned about you and I don't want to overtly hurt you, but really I walk in my own world. Truly loving your friend as yourself means no, again, I'm identifying with your whole life in, in a very, in a very profound way. But what gets in the way often is, well, you ticked me off. Okay, so now I feel a little distant from you. Um, and even if I'm not going to take revenge, well, I, I don't really, am I really bearing a grudge? I'm not really bearing a grudge, but now I'm distant. And I'm distant because I don't trust you as much because you did hurt me. There was that, there was that inkling of disloyalty or that, that, I, that thing that you did that kind of bother me. So I've distanced myself. But if we can learn to let all those things be water under the bridge, and really stop and say, what is concerned, what is most concerning to me is your benefit. How much so? On the same level that I'm concerned with my benefit, I'm concerned with your benefit. Then what ends up happening is we become extremely close to other people. And that's really what real friendship is. Now, there's multitudes of studies that prove that prove over and over. People don't need a lot of friends, but we need good friends. You need a good friend or two 
people that you really feel close with and are intimate with. And the people that are roaming this earth and have one or two or three really, really good friends, those are the people that experience the highest level of life satisfaction. So when we're talking about life is great, it's not about like, okay, let me become the most popular guy in the room. Let me, let me be friends with everybody and that great socialite. Let me get, you know, 10,000 likes on my Facebook page or, you know, just have like a hundred thousand Instagram followers. That's not going to help me with my life satisfaction as much as having one or two or three really, really good friends that I identify with their welfare as much as I identify with my welfare and they identify with my welfare as much as they identify with their welfare. So the question is, you know, when we look at and a great example of this, by the way, is um, with children. So you ever like wonder, like, why is it that if a child, you know, disappoints a parent or hurts a parent, you know, very quickly the parent can get over it and go forward. So that's because naturally we don't take we don't take revenge and we don't bear a grudge on our with our children. It, it's much easier to when it comes to children to let it be water under the bridge. You forget about it and you move forward. And if we can train ourselves to do that with other people, then our life satisfaction will be much higher because our friendship quotient will be much much higher. So what's an example of uh, you know such an attitude? Is it's it's less naturally prevalent with spouses. It's less naturally prevalent with other people or coworkers, but we want to train ourselves to do that. So let me give you two examples from the Talmud in terms of how, what it, what it really means to be a close friend. So the first one is a great story. And I call these two stories. These are like, these are like Jewish consciousness stories. These are like, you're Jewish. You'd have got to know this story. And yeah, kids, you got to tell your children this story you know, when you put them to bed to the point where they could tell the story to their friends. So the first one is the story of a father and a son, and they're talking about friendship. And the, the son says, you know, dad, I got so many friends. I got like hundreds of friends. And the father says, that's interesting. I only have half a friend. So the son says, how could that be? Like, you know, you're a popular guy. Everyone knows you. So the father says, well, why let's test out your friend, your friends. Now, uh, this is the time of the, you know, the time in Talmudic times when the Roman Empire is ruling the world. And um, the father said, why don't you go take a goat, kill the goat, put it in a big sack, go to your friends and say, hey, listen, you were in a bar, you got in a fight with, with a Roman centurion, you accidentally killed the guy, and you need their help to like dispose of the body. See what your friends say. Well, of course, you know, killing a centurion, a Roman, you know, you know, war guy, uh, you know, that, that, that's a death sentence. So the guy did this, so the kid did this, he put the, killed the goat, put it in the sack, goes around to all his friends, all his friends said, listen, don't talk to me, I am not interested in helping you, right? And you, you, you might've been 100% right, and the, the, Roman, uh, the Roman army fellow might've been 100% wrong, you know what, go away. So the, the friend was a little, the, the, the boy was a little down, he goes, to his, he goes to his father, he goes, yeah, none of my friends would help me. Maybe they're not friends after all. So then, the father said, why don't you go to my half a friend? Let's see what he says. So the boy picks up, knocks on the door of the half of the friend. Hi, I'm Shlomo's son, you know, and um, I, my, my father told me about you. You're friends with, his, with him. And, um, you know, I was in a bar and I got a fight with Centurion and I, I, and I killed the guy. And like, can you help me dispose of the body? 
Well, listen, you know, you know, you're Shlomo's son. I got to help you. So he goes, come on, let's go. He helps him, disposes of the body. And at the end, he says to the boy, he goes, listen, stay out of bars, stay out of fights. And most importantly, don't come back again. So the son went back to the father and said, uh, yeah, you're, you're half a friend. Uh, he helped me. So, uh, but why is he only half a friend? Why is he half a friend? So the father said, well, what did he tell you when you guys were finished? He said, well, don't go to bars, don't get in fights. And uh, by the way, you, you, you never met me. Like, don't ever come back again. The father said, that's why he's half a friend. Because a half a friend will still be there again next time you need him. Because the half friend has that loyalty. How much loyalty is exhibited in a true friendship? Well, this leads me to the other story in the Talmud. There were one time, there were two, there were two boys. They grew up together. They became business partners, best friends. One of them was living in Israel. The other one was living in Rome. When the one who was living in Rome came to Israel and they were doing like kind of an import export business. So someone uh, didn't like the business and start and accused the guy from Rome of being a Roman spy, got him into trouble. And the governor was uh, even without full evidence said, okay, you know, we're just going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to execute you. So, the guy from Rome said, listen, governor, if, if it's an execution decree, that's what it is. But, you know, would you let me go back to Rome, get my affairs in order, say goodbye to my wife and children, and then I'll come back and you can kill me. And the governor started laughing. What are you talking about? I'm not going to let you go. He goes, no, no, I have a guarantor. My friend, my boy had my childhood friend. He will be my guarantor. He will sit in prison for the six weeks. It's going to take me to go back to Rome, do things. And then when I come back and, and if I don't come back, you can kill him. Well, this kind of, the whole story intrigued the governor. So he said, well, let, let me speak with the guy. So his friend, boyhood friend, said, business partner said, yeah, I'll, I'll be the guarantor that he'll come back. So uh, the governor said, listen, what do I got to lose? I put people to death all the time, right? So, okay. so, he, so he takes the, the, the guy who's living in Israel, puts him in prison. And the guy in Rome, he goes back to Rome. He says goodbye to his wife and kids. He get, tells them where all the money is, who owes the money, who they owe money, puts his affairs in order, gets back in the boat. On his way back to um, back to Israel, so the, the wind dies down and uh, it takes a little longer for the ship to arrive at the port, you know, that, the, you know, in Yaffa than uh, they, they expected. So he's running. So the guy's like running back to, to get back on time. And uh, sure enough, he's, he's like right at the end. They're about to kill his friend. And he runs and he goes, wait, 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 I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I'm so sorry, I'm late. So the executioner literally is about to kill the friend. The friend says, no, 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 you're late. You're late. And uh, you got to kill me now and let my friend live. And the guy who got just returned from Rome, he said, no, 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 no. I, was, I, I might have been just a few minutes late, but really I'm the, I'm the one you think is a criminal. So you got to kill me and let my friend go. So the governor, and they're, they're arguing back and forth, and the governor is like watching this, and people are like, this is the most bizarre thing we've ever seen. So finally the governor said, listen, you know what I'm going to do? I, I should kill both of you. That's what I should do. But I'm, I'm willing to let both of you live on one condition. He said, what's the condition? You make me your third friend. Because he understood that loyalty like that is so so rare to find. And it brings so much blessing. Next time we're going to talk about, next week we're going to talk about the qualifications of a, of a true friend. So you, you'll, you'll really understand how you get
to that level of loyalty. But you see, that's, that's what a friend is. A friend understands in the same way that your right hand and your left hand looks and says, I am part of one being. That's what a real friend is. But that's the kind of friend we, we should aspire to be. And that's the kind of friends that we should look to engage with us. You know, in the, in the times of the kings, you know, when the Jewish people were living in the land of Israel, this is roughly about 2,800 years ago. There was a wicked king who ruled the 10 northern tribes. His name was Ahab, 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 and married to the wicked queen Jezebel. And they, they did all sorts of horrible things. They, they, had, they really influenced all the Jewish people to worship an idols at that time. And there was, there was the major prophet of that day was Elijah. And Elijah and Ahab were at each other, okay? And one time Ahab said, I'm going to kill Elijah. Elijah ran out and, and, and the people knew where Elijah was, but they protected him. There was, there was unity amongst the Jewish people. They worshiped idols, but they protected each other. They got along with each other. And because of that, the Talmud takes note that the Jew, all the days of Ahab, even though they were idolaters, they never lost a war. Because when the Jewish people are together, when they have a sense of unity, a sense of friendship with each other, then the Almighty sends forth, showers them with a blessing, a divine blessing of protection. See, it's not only emotionally satisfying to be very close to a person, but when we take this seriously and we have seriously peaceful relationships with others, then we are subject to the divine blessing of protection and from every kind of difficulty. Thanks for listening to the Life is Great podcast. Share this with your friends and they will love you for it. If you have questions or comments, please email me at rabbiyitzwine at gmail.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-Y-I-T-Z-W-Y-N-E at gmail. For more content, check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel. Thank you to Dana Rutherford for producing today's episode. And remember, if you decide to make it a great day, then your life will be great. Thank you for listening and being part of the Life is Great community. To keep these podcasts and other awesome programs available for free, please consider making a tax-deductible donation at yiaishlv.org backslash contribute.